everybody, and welcome back to Harry Potter and Every Read Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Jans. Kyle, how are you? I'm good. You familiar with um, Billy Madison, of course, the acclaimed Adam Sandler movie? Uh, I don't <laughs> like Adam Sandler. So acclaimed so, isn't quite the word you would use for it? I mean, it. people like Adam Sandler. I People like, you do not. Don't. Uh, Billy Madison is he's the one where he's he's the, the adult no he's the adult and then he goes to school again because he, he has to finish school in order to take over his dad's big okay. company so he goes back to elementary school there's a little part in it that the joke doesn't work anymore David damn basically he goes back to a to school and he sings this song like back to school back to school to prove to dad i'm not a fool so not necessarily the the latter part but we're back to school we're back to school we're once again back to school here on harry potter and the reread podcast we are talking um harry potter and the order of phoenix once again and we were super stoked last week because we actually got like a really fun chapter that was outside of hogwarts and outside of class and got to meet a bunch of new characters and now we are back into the classroom this week on chapter 17 educational degree number 24 yeah uh more school uh definitely i think we have a theme some sort of a correlation between the amount of school and the enjoyment of the chapter. Although this one is, it was, this one was, I I think so. Of all the, some of the previous ones, of all the classrooms, chapters that we have read, I like it. There were actually some big monumental things that happen in this book that kind of shut the, that set the tone for the remainder of what's to come. I think in the last half of this book now, as we slowly approach it, slowly approach it halfway. We must be getting close. We were 40% last week, so we must be closer to 50 because that's how math works. Um, why don't I take us through it? This was a long chapter, and it wasn't long so much in terms of like page count, although there were, it was, there were a decent amount of pages in it, but it was just sort of like a lot of stuff going on. Was all of it useful and required? No, because that's not, not how this book is is written. But we did have um, a bunch of stuff to talk about. So I did my best to keep this summary as brief as possible, but it is not brief. So I'll take you through. We we, we start off and Harry's on a bit of a cloud nine kick after the, the meeting. Um, he's feeling good about being part of a rebellion against the ministry, but mostly it's just he's feeling good about um, Hermione's comment about Cho Chang. This, however, does not last long as we get Educational Decree 24, which we talked a little bit about at the end last week. Basically, it's there are no clubs allowed um, unless you seek approval of said club with High Inquisitor Dolores Umbridge. So Harry immediately jumps to the conclusion that Umbridge must know about what they were planning. And Ron thinks it was Zachariah Smith before immediately turning his blame on Michael Corner. They try to go tell Hermione but it turns out that boys are not allowed into girls, um, the girls' dormitory, and so the stairs and the dormitory itself won't let them in. Um, Hermione tells us that she jinxed the paper, so if anyone, you know, spoiled the secret, they'll know. Uh, but Harry is determined they're going to do the meetings anyways. Hermione, despite, you know, anti-breaking the law of the school, or the rules, as you might call them, still in. 
However, Harry hadn't quite put together that Quidditch was a club and therefore canceled until Angelina tells him. So he has to try to keep his temper with Professor Umbridge and he promises to do so. And as you alluded to, we are back to class. First up, history of magic. Nothing interesting going on there until Hedwig uh, appears at the window to him. And there's something wrong with her. She's been injured. So he goes to the staff room looking for Professor Grubby Plank. Um, he says something who ends up telling him that she, Professor Grubby, Grubby Plank, tells him it's not like a regular, you know, strain or anything. Something attacked Hedwig. Um, and McGonagall sort of wants to know where Hedwig had been traveling to and from. Uh, McGonagall grabs the letter, gives it to Harry and reminds Harry that communication in and out of the castle could be being watched um, in not so many words. The letter was from Sirius, same time, same place. So Harry fills Ron in and Ron and Hermione in on what happened. And then they go to potions where they may overhear Malfoy being an ass. If turns out Slytherin was immediately given permission to keep uh, Quidditch going. And he makes a joke at uh, there being a place for Harry at St. Mungo's, which St. Mungo's, the mental hospital of the wizarding world, which Neville overhears and Neville just loses it, tries to attack Malf Malfoy. Harry uh, tries to, you know, restrain him. And then Harry and Neville uh, end up with the tension. At this point, people are wondering what got into Neville. Only Harry really knows why uh, he was so offended by Malfoy's comments. Uh, it turns out it's time for Umbridge to assess Snape and that she makes a comment about the ministry not liking his curriculum either. So despite the fact that they both appear to dislike students, she's not a fan. Uh, time for divination. Professor Trelawney is, seems to be on something and be quite upset because it turns out that uh, unsurprisingly, Professor Umbridge's assessment was not positive and uh, she is offended. Then we have Defense Against the Dark Arts and there's nothing to report there. Quidditch is still canceled after um, uh, the Gryffindor Quidditch is still canceled. However, it's not a permanent cancellation at this point. It's just she apparently needs more time to assess. Um, Fred and George are up to some more common room hijinks while um, the trio wait for Sirius in the fire. He eventually arrives. They tell him about Umbridge and how she canceled Quidditch. And he interjects that, uh, you know, they've been having secret meetings uh, of de uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts groups uh, because it turns out that Mundungus Fletcher had been spying on Harry in the Hogshead. Molly has forbidden Ron from participating and Sirius thinks that the group is a great idea. While they are sort of brainstorming ideas of where they could have the club, Umbridge's hands appear in the fire and chase Sirius away. Dun, dun, that's the chapter. Dun. Yeah, so that's it. We have a lot that kind of happens. Uh, the biggest thing, though, that we kind of get from this, of course, is educational decree number 24, this new yeah. rule within um, the school that is basically saying that if it's a gathering of three or more people, you're that is regular, you are considered a club, and therefore you must have the proper paperwork or ruling or acceptance to be able to have it. Um, Let's not forget yeah. that 
Um, they all sleep in rooms with more than three other people. But yeah, that's okay. There's that's okay. yeah, that I have a lot of questions about that too. Um, <laughs> clearly though, Umbridge had to have been tipped off pretty quickly. Um, we know, as you mentioned at the end, that Sirius Black has found out about their little defense against the Dark Arts Club. Yeah through Mungdungus Fletcher, who was dressed up as a witch there, but that doesn't quite explain how Umbridge got tipped off yet, which I imagine we'll probably learn at some point, but clearly she had to have received some yeah. kind of tip off about this. So I don't actually remember how she's tipped off here, because she definitely gets two tips, right? So this first tip is that they had that meeting, and that's what prompted this. But she doesn't really know what it's about or what the deal is, because none of the people who were there blacked. We basically got confirmation that they were all... Mm -hmm quiet because none of them had been had the jinx revealed on them so that's good for everybody um how we don't know we talked about a bit of, we talked a bit about it last week that like they were just sort of meeting in the open and it's probable that she had people watching Hogsmeade to see what Harry specifically was up to. That's my guess is that yeah. while the, the order is watching Harry, so is the ministry. And um, Sirius made a really good point too, because you said you literally went to a pub where no one is there and you made yourself the center of attention and easy to listen in on while yeah. in a very quiet area. Whereas it probably maybe could have been less suspicious if you actually went to the three broomsticks that was crowded with a bunch of people so that you could chat and discuss it maybe. So yeah, I think they definitely opened themselves up to some criticism and like, I don't know. We know that Mungdungus was there. We know that there were some other people there. So maybe it's possible that we get another character revealed who was happened to be in the hogshead that day, right? Like, Yeah, I, I, I'm curious i'm curious to find out i'm sure we actually i'm not sure we'll find out but i i believe we probably will this seems like a, a decent enough mystery that we'll we'll get some resolution to it and i think you're right either they're spying on harry or somebody else there somebody else in the bar reported back to the ministry like it's a place where adult wizards live like there could be any level of um loyalties across the thing mm -hmm. so she's doing this obviously some level of she's trying to um exert her influence just to some level of control but i don't really get it like like we were just started talking about like the common rooms exist they're not prevented from being in the common rooms we already know that they don't often um like intermingle across houses. It's one of the bigger issues with the way their school is set up. So, okay, I've Quidditch, but those same seven wizards and witches could sit together. Like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. No, it's it's more so the, the inter-house mingling that it seems like she wants to try and prevent. At the end of the day, like, she's she's a control freak i think and she wants to control every little detail of their lives and i think this decree is really just kind of taking it a step forward or a step a step further by issuing it and it's just relatively clear that it's all i think has to do with her keeping her eyes very closely on harry and i, I mean so. she's 
yeah, she's such a she's such a simp for the ministry that she's doing whatever she can to protect Cornelius Fudge, essentially. And that's what it all kind of comes down to. Yeah, I agree. It it's it seems like she just thought, oh, can't get like she put no forethought into it. Um obviously they're kids, they're gonna break the rules. Um they're gonna do whatever they want. Um but this just seems like such one that they're like it just seems so stupid. Like it, it, like let's just go through one of the rules that like one of the clubs that come up here. So each individual house can decide if they want to have the Quidditch their Quidditch team reinstated. That, that that's not how this even remotely works. Okay, so let's say only Slytherin gets reinstated. Then they just win? Like, what? <laughs> they just play themselves and practice what? and scrimmage. They just win? Like, I just, it just, it doesn't make sense. And yes, I'm sure the Slytherins would be happy that they won without playing against anyone, but like, they also like, like playing the sport. So that's the purpose like, of doing maybe it. we ban the fans yeah i don't know it's the quidditch stuff did make me wonder like is quidditch even canceled in this book is it technically canceled where they don't have any more games or is this the quote-unquote cancellation of it where the clubs get banned and then they must reinstate for official club status or whatever it seems like they're set up for a a return to play i don't see gryffindor eventually not getting it so i think quidditch continues i don't know though yeah i i don't i have i have a couple vague memories that have come across my brain as we're doing i think gryffindor quidditch might continue i do think harry gets himself banned I could see um, that being it. Yeah. But that but that also I don't but that definitely happens in the next book so I don't know if it would happen two books in a row. I think the whole thing gets canceled. I think the whole thing gets canceled. We will find um, out. But we'll see. We'll find out. He could I get think himself kicked off the Didn't the author at this point just get sick of writing quidditch scenes and was like I'm no longer doing this so found maybe. a way to write around it. I think I remember <laughs> hearing that. Or oh, maybe God. it was no more scenes in the movie i can't quite remember which well they stopped doing quidditch in the movie because it was too expensive okay maybe that's what i'm thinking of yeah Yeah. um but yeah i guess we'll see what happens with with quidditch and if it gets fully canceled or not um here's the dumbest thing around the decree if dumbledore has no power to stop this which is like students talking to each other how does he even keep his job at all at this point like how how do they not have the decree like how can they not decree um he's just out and maybe they like i think we're building up to that but he's like essentially just like we're gonna take a, this step right away why not just why not just start with the step of removing Dumbledore? it's a symbolic role at this point he's nothing more than a governor general of Canada at this point where it's there in 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 symbolism and in a symbolic meeting but like nothing else at this point because you're right if he can't control that he doesn't have any power in the school whatsoever now at this point 
No, and I mean, I that's guess basically I guess, what it's going towards, as we know. I guess if they if they vote him out here, or harder for the people who just side because it's still not the public still not fully one side or the other. I guess so. If they if the side that's pro Dumbledore, if if they see this as an act of like getting him out of there, they could maybe sway some of the middle. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. it, but. You're right. He's just yeah. sort of a figurehead. He's not. He has no power here. Yeah. The only thing I have left to add about the decree is that it's actually doing the opposite of what Dolores Umbridge intends. She wants to bar these groups. She wants to limit their social interaction. But this fuels Harry more to break the rules. And this fuels, I think, a lot of the students to revolt against her. Right. I mean... She obviously had, doesn't understand how children work because this was obviously going to be the outcome is you're going to say, don't gather more than three. They're just going to gather more than three, mm-hmm. even if they're doing them in the con like this was always going to be the outcome. So they decide we're going to go forward with the group. Um, and Harry like immediately makes that decision, which is like, there's some level of irony to that because he originally, he didn't even want to uh, have the group, but now he's he's in so he's all the way in which is a classic carry uh, trait unsurprisingly fred and george also they want to go in right away but this is my favorite version of hermione who decides it's worth it to break the rules like when she gets this this level of i've made a decision of what's more important and what's more important is not the rules that's why like when she always does her best work if you think back to the the first book even like so this is it this is exciting this is exciting to, to see from her i agree yeah it's, it's definitely really fun to kind of, of watch and and see what it's like she's also a little sadistic though like the way that she just is putting on this like boil infested like curse or whatever as she's kind of hinted and insinuated at so we see her do that i think she still is like rita skeeter trapped in a jar somewhere too like it's just she can be a little psychotic too but it's kind of what makes it fun and interesting yeah yeah um the other thing that we get here is with the group going forward we get another version of we get another round of molly versus Sirius. right we had a we had we had a couple of versions earlier a couple of belts between the two of them earlier on in the book mm-hmm now we have, and we and we were actually a bit more pro Molly earlier. I think we we understood the arguments to both, but I think her arguments were a bit more reasonable than Sirius's. Mm-hmm. Now I think I'm actually pro Sirius because Molly's biggest reason for them not continuing is oh they could get themselves expelled, but get themselves expelled from what? Like look at what the school is becoming. Mm-hmm. If they get expelled from this version of the school, they're not learning anything anyways. Um, and, and they're not learning to protect themselves from what they're inevitably going to face outside, which is like one of the reasons why we see Hermione kind of being more open to breaking the rules and and that type of thing too. Yeah. And I mean, the nice part here for um, the argument of do it anyways is we, we already saw her ruin Defense Against the Dark Arts. We heard a comment about I don't, the minister doesn't want you, the kids learning this potion. So it's only a matter of time if she goes unchecked until 
they basically ruin all the classes. So again, mm -hmm. what being expelled, you know, a what? Yes, I guess getting a job in London might be hard without Hogwarts, but like go somewhere else, figure something else out. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't, you, I don't think you're at, I don't think you're at risk of. This is what's going to get you expelled. Is it really worth it? You got right. It. Yeah. You, you see, so you mentioned serious, and I think that's a good transition point because also I thought it was interesting you mentioned that it's like Molly versus Sirius and it definitely is because we get the two perspectives where she's forbidding Ron from taking part and really strongly discourages Harry and Hermione from doing the same but I found it interesting because Molly had to rely on Sirius to deliver that message because as we know now like Hedwig got injured and it's clearly because someone was trying to interfere with his post delivery and Basically, you have to assume that whatever is coming in and out of the castle now is being monitored very closely. So she doesn't really have that avenue to talk, frankly, to Ron about an issue like that. And she had to rely on Sirius at, at this point. I mean, granted, now we know the, the flu powder network is also being monitored very closely. So that avenue of communication now is, is gonzo as well. But she needed him to relay that message for that brief time. All right. I mean, there's not much, there's not too much else to say about the things that went on in this chapter. A lot of school. We don't need to talk about the school. There was no major points there. So our predictions from last chapter, they're uh, they're better than our previous predictions because we actually had some, some decent ones here. Um, I got a bit ahead of myself. We still don't have an inquisitorial squad. You really want it. It's going to come But it isn't soon. officially canceled. But we did get the groups banned, which we... I mean, we knew that was coming because we knew what the decree was. You had a better prediction of we're going to spend time trying to figure out who um, it was that squealed, which is sort of what we did. We spent a little bit of time trying to figure out, well, who mm -hmm. told her? Um, but I, the, so, that, so the one thing that jumped out at me that I forgot was I completely forgotten about the Hedwig injury attack plot yes. Um, So that, to me, that was like the big thing that I, I was reading that and I had no no idea what was going on with Hedwig. I don't know why she didn't know why she was at the window. Mm -hmm. When they said she's hurt, I was like, wow. And when they said somebody must have attacked her, it didn't even come back to me as to what attacked her. Like it had nothing completely over my uh completely over my head here. I I don't know what's going on with her. The only thing, like that was definitely one thing that I had forgot. And then the other thing was just the Mung Dungus reveal um of him being in the pub at the same time and dressed up as a witch to kind of disguise himself not only from harry and to be discreet but also because it sounds like he has made a few enemies at the pub or has been banned from it previously so he had to go in yeah. disguise uh so that that was one thing that i kind of forgot um that's those are kind of the main things and then it because it then as i was reading like the whole umbridge catching Sirius in the fire thing came came back to me because i recall that being in the movie and i think that is pretty iconic well, I, and i kind of yeah. remember that scene now that part i remembered i didn't know what was going to happen here obviously otherwise i would have guessed it um but i remembered that she's monitoring the the fire and that's why later on they go to different ways to try and contact him which um, yeah leads to the them going to her office I right believe. yeah right yeah. um so yeah i don't know we talked 
we could talk a lot about things that don't make sense. So let's try and keep it to uh, some of the things we haven't really talked through yet. So we talked about Quidditch not being an improved club. I don't need to talk about that anymore, about why. Like, no, I lied. We're going to talk about it a bit more. Because because you will never pass up an opportunity to discuss <laughs> the shitty practices well, of Quidditch. But that's not even it. That's not even it at this time. That's that's a true statement, but that's not even it this time. This is about control. And we talked about, like, they can hang out with those same seven people in the common room where she can't monitor them. Mm-hmm. Um, But she can definitely spy on them if they're having a Quidditch practice out in the open. Right? Like, it's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just not that smart. I mean, she's just not that smart is a whole problem with her as a character. Like, not as a... Not, not her problem as a character, but it's the problem with her character. Is she is not nearly as smart as she thinks she is. No. Otherwise, she might see things that she's clearly missing. Because um, like we've talked about before, she's not evil from a sense of like, she's not doing these things because she wants to have some secret power. It's She has a belief system that she believes in so fully that she can't see anything else. And this is like, what are you getting you're getting the control of them coming to you and you can hold it over them. Yes or no. Of like whether or not they can gather, but they can absolutely gather. There are six boys in the common room or five of them. I don't, uh, Harry, Ron, Dean, Neville, five of them. There are five of them in the Seamus one room. Six. Yeah. 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 No, no. Harry, Ron, Dean, Seamus, Neville. No, never mind. Five. Yeah. There's another. Anyway. Yeah. There's that, that clearly breaks, breaks the rules there. They're not, I was going to say like in the, in the common room, maybe she's using the flu network and spying via the fireplaces in the common room. But when you just have five boys in a bedroom area, you can't spy on that. That just raises so many red flags. Like you still have those private spaces to gather. Should you want them? Yeah, exactly. So I don't have any more things that don't really make sense that we need to talk about from the decree perspective. Although if you have more, feel free to go to them after go feel I've, free yeah i've i've got one um yeah it, i was a ra like resident assistant in my university days and we had like i don't know there, it was like a stringent rules around partying and stuff and a party was like defined as four people gathering in a common space and i think about that now i'm like no that's just that's a stupid rule because it's so concrete and so it reminded me of this where how can you have three or more students meeting regularly and it just kind of continues on that point like when it comes specifically to the numbers like harry ron hermione they meet regularly they're not considered a club they're not considered a group they have lots of reasons to be gathering to do homework or whatever else they're not considered a homework club they're just a group of friends whereas you could have four people in a common area projects in any class god forbid yeah that, that bugged me yeah, the other thing that um, bugs me here is this is a magic society. Find some way to encrypt communication. Like, just... Telepathy. I mean, we have the Marauder's Map where it's like, why can't we pass messages that same way where unless you know a random passphrase, you can't read what's on the script. Like, that's it's so annoying she can 
all communication like even the fire bit is stupid yeah no there should be encrypted communication i don't even want to get into it because i'm just going to get annoyed um but that's my general that's like my big point of like we should have ways to pass messages anything else not message and or um decree related that jumped out to you no okay i only have one other thought on the chapter as a whole and i got really excited as i was reading this i was like for the first time the school uses magic in a way that makes sense it isn't dangerous when it didn't allow the boys to go into the girls dormitory and i was so excited i, I went down wrote this note i was, we should talk about how instead of having a staircase that disappears we have a staircase that prevents boys from going into the girls dormitory it's great and then i read the next line in the book and it's like well the girls can go into the, the girls can <laughs> I actually brought this up in, in my notes as well, because they take that detail and they put it directly into Hogwarts Legacy, the video game. So when you're in your common oh. room and if you're a boy and you try and go up this set of stairs, you just fall oh, down them really because funny. you actually can't get up them. So I loved that level of detail that went into it. But yeah, it bugged me that all of a sudden, though, the other way. Oh, the yeah. women. Yeah, the girls. They can just yeah, go I mean, there, whatever Hermione makes a Hermione makes a comment like it's an old rule about boys being less trustworthy why can't they date like just so frustrating um good i uh what do you got for a quote from this chapter there were some good options in this one i i liked it um there were a few there was hermione on knowing if someone didn't keep their secret and i kind of alluded to this earlier but like she says we'll put it this way it'll make eloise midgian's acne look like a couple of cute freckles like this is so savage and just kind of goes back to my point about how she's a little sadistic at times like with rita skeeter in a jar and just no no thought whatsoever about like other people and i think it's just kind of mean to also compare it to eloise <laughs> as well there was yeah, that cool. and then one of the last things oh, that always she's catching strays yeah catching she... strays. for me <laughs> i know okay i think we're back yeah okay you're going to have to edit this part. Sorry. I will. So for me, I've got a quote from Sirius. You've got a lot to learn, Hermione. And this is when he was explaining to her about why the hogshead, while more secluded, was actually a worse gathering spot. And I just liked that whole scene from Sirius. He had sort of this vibe of like, he was more excited with Harry again. He was seeing Harry as James again a little bit after some previous Harry um, serious interaction had left serious feeling a little bit more despondent i had another quote that i really liked from that perspective as well because it was something that sirius said um he says last year he's talking to harry of course last year all the evidence was that someone inside of hogwarts was trying to kill you this year we know there's someone outside of hogwarts who'd like to kill us all so i think learning to defend yourself properly is a very good idea, good Just idea. it is a good what? idea i mean we all agree it is a good idea um Let's finish up here. We don't need to ramble on about this chapter. LVP, who are you going with? Um, I considered Umbridge for issuing this rule um, and the decree, but yet I kind of had fun 
seeing her and Snape interact and her kind of publicly asking Snape why he was failing to get the defense against the dark arts job year after year in front of students. So that kind of made up for it. So I'm going to go with Malfoy this chapter because he took some shots at Neville's parents about, well, he he was made a comment about St. Mungo's Hospital and that Potter belonged in there. And I think he made it knowing damn well that Neville was going to be impacted by that. So I'm going to go with Malfoy. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll never know if he really knew or not, but that, even if he didn't Lucius know. Malfoy is a pretty well-connected guy, so I, I feel like that's knowledge that he would have, especially given his connection to Death Eaters, so that's that's kind of my assumption anyway. I, I think it's a fair assumption. I'm going to go with Umbridge, because I just think this decree is stupid. Um, I don't think it's getting what she wants, and I think you'd be better off just doing targeted cancellation, in fact just have this decree be like i'm going to target targetedly cancel your club if i find it not to my liking versus going the other way i just didn't like it i just thought it it just created way too much headache than it got it. um mvp neville briefly because he was willing to throw down with malfoy and defend his parents but it was so minor and it was so small and they probably could have excluded that detail from the book and it wouldn't have changed or well, taken it, away from things or does it, it? it we're going to talk about St. Mungo's more and more as this book goes on all right interesting case so maybe that's not the case but we've ragged on him a lot this book so i'm going to give Sirius some flowers this chapter um I liked that he was able to pass along the message from Molly. I liked that he was quick and urgent in getting back to them because he knew that they would have been screwed if they continued down their plan as is without kind of getting this warning that the news has already been kind of leaked. So yeah, I just, I liked Sirius's role in this. I thought he made a lot of good points too. And he deserves a good chapter since he's been kind of a grump and little immature throughout most of the book. Yeah, he definitely was. Um, but that's okay. I'm gonna go with Professor Grubby Blake because she made she's gonna make sure that uh, Hedwig's good to go. She's and... also really badass coming out of this uh, common room or the teacher's common room with a pipe, just smoking it, and I love that fact. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot to like from her this time, so I think she's a good choice. Next up, we have. Chapter 18, Dumbledore's Army. Um, you got any ideas what's going to happen? So I'm guessing they must meet again, which makes me think they must have maybe discovered the Room of Requirement, unless we get a chapter called the Room of Requirement later, which I'm not 100% sure of. So I'm going to say that they discover the Room of Requirement and that they have their first meeting and that they determine the name Dumbledore's Army while kind of revolting and sharing in their hatred of Professor Umbridge. Outside of that, I don't know. I think maybe Umbridge is going to continue being controlling. Maybe we'll learn that while the Gryffindor team can continue to have practice, Harry is excluded. That's kind of just my rumblings right now. That was a lot. Yeah, I think the rumor requirement stuff is going to happen as well. I think Neville is the one who tells them about the rumor requirement. I think mm. he knows about it and he's going to let them know. 
Um, I think the first thing they're going to do is they're going to learn Expelliarmus. And it will be stupid because they should all already know about Expelliarmus because they all went to the Dueling Club back in Harry Potter and the... Um, the what Chamber. The Chamber of Secrets. I was like... That one. Yeah, that one. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, the name, the part about the name, I guess, that makes a lot of sense given the name of the next chapter. But we'll find out. In the meantime... We'll, we'll yeah. find out. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Harry Potter Reread Podcast. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Chastise us for the technical issues that we have no doubt yeah. had during this episode. Hopefully you can uh, stitch it together okay. I don't know what to do with the internet today. It's just the case. Um, I think we've got some good points across regardless. If not, just come back next week and the internet will be better. And therefore exactly. the podcast will be better. No, uh, no questions asked, or you can ask any questions. We won't have answers. We don't know why the internet's being weird. Um, but if you have any questions about Harry Potter, we might know. We might know the answer, or Maybe we can pretend to know. <laughs> we'll find out. Anyways, until next time, I'm David, and that was Kyle. Bye.